0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. Happy
1: Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday, Andrew. Good to see you today, buddy. Are you sure? Glad you made it in. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. It was touch and go there for a little bit, but
0: here I am. Well, you drug yourself in here and we got the mics on and I just appreciate
1: your effort. <laughs> You're a swell guy. You're a swell guy. How about we just go ahead and start reading Psalm 44? I want to go ahead and read the whole thing again today. Okay. And we're going to read it from the Lexham translation. The Lexham translation, mm-hmm. Psalm 44. For the music director of the Sons of Korah, Amaskal. O God, we have heard with our ears. Our ancestors have told us of work you worked in their days and days of old. You with your hand drove out the nations, but them you planted. You harmed the peoples, but them you let spread out. For not with their sword did they possess the land, and their arm did not give them victory. Rather, it was your right hand and your arm and the light of your presence, because you delighted in them. You are my king, O God. Command victories for Jacob." By you we push down our enemies. By your name we tread down those who rise up against us. For I do not trust my bow, and my sword cannot give me victory. Rather, you have saved us from our enemies and have humiliated those who hate us. In God we boast all the day, and we will give thanks to your name forever. Surely you have rejected and disgraced us and have not gone out with our armies. You have caused us to pull back from the enemy, and so those who hate us have plundered for themselves. You have given us as sheep for Food And among the nations you have scattered us. You have sold your people cheaply and did not profit by their price. You have made us a taunt to our neighbors, a derision and a scorn to those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations, a shaking of the head among the peoples. All day long my disgrace is before me and the shame of my face covers me because of the voice of the taunter and the reviler because of the enemy and the avenger. All this has befallen us, though we have not forgotten you, and we have not been false to your covenant. Our heart has not turned back, and our steps have not turned aside from your way. But you have crushed us in a place of jackals, and have covered us with deep shadow. If we had forgotten the name of our God, or had spread out our hands in prayer to a foreign God, would not God discover this? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Rather, on account of you, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for slaughter. Wake up! Why do you sleep, O Lord, awake. Do not reject forever. Why do you hide your face? Have you forgotten our misery and our oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust, our body clings to the ground. Rise up, be a help for us and redeem us for the sake of your loyal love. Redeem us for the sake of your loyal love. We
0: we've heard that translated a few different ways in our reading this week, but it is the Hesed,
1: hesed. yeah i do like the loyal love translation for that one loyal it's because good. It, it captures it yeah it contains that idea of commitment faithfulness love, seeking what's best for someone, doing it because I, because of a commitment, a covenant commitment. It, really, it, it doesn't remove the emotion, but it also doesn't remove the commitment, the yeah. I've made a decision to do this, and so now I'm going to do it. It combines both of those things, and I, so I do like the loyal love translation on that.
0: You know, that was a really great insight you just shared there. It makes me think if I was trying to put together a sermon for maybe a wedding— Perhaps I might talk about Hesed.
1: Hesed, You might do that. Talk yeah. about loyal love.
0: Yeah, because it is both of those things. That's it is both of those idea. things.
1: It absolutely is. One of my favorite illustrations, I think I've actually mentioned this on the uh, podcast before. And that's the, the illustration I heard from the Bible Project podcast, where mm-hmm. they actually talked about that as a marriage kind of love. Okay. And they used specifically the illustration of, for instance, a, a fellow whose wife had come down with Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and had gotten into the final stages of that, who could not care for herself, could not uh, get up out of bed and do yeah. the things that she needed to do. And the husband... hmm continues to care and remains faithful to her because it's that kind of love. It's not just oh look I'm emotionally overwhelmed with how amazing you are and how you make me feel when you walk in the room. It's I am committed. I am convicted and so I'm going to love you. But at the same time there is still that concept of the emotion that is that is a part of this. So I, I really like that. Well when I think about great love and the Hesed love Of course, I think about Jesus Christ.
0: I think about that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And it is that giving of the son, that sacrifice of the son, that I really see a connection here
1: to this psalm, this idea of love, covenant, and sacrifice. So do you think of Jesus when we come up with hesed and loyal love, or do you think of Jesus because it's Friday and you know that's what we're supposed to do? I think that there's a a wonderful connection here that
0: all this is coming together on Friday. (laughs) Plus, I have a friend of mine that's working on a sermon on on marriage right now. And I was thinking, you know, Hesed would be a real gem to explore. Is this friend also sitting in the room with us? Well, I know the cameras aren't on right now, but <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> hey, I, you look. Let's just go ahead and, and set the stage. I'm excited. We've got Jesse Martin working Jesse Martin working with us this summer, and uh, he's going to be able to be on this podcast and some of these conversations with me sometimes over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So we just had him listening in today, so we'll we'll, yeah, we'll pull back the with curtain. In the you look behind the curtain, but ignore that guy back there, right? And let's just come back to our conversation now. So I, you know, I was joking a minute ago about, are you seeing that because that's where it's in Hesed or because it's Friday? I guess I would just want to highlight, it seems that on Friday, and it's just become natural for us to to reserve the the conversations about Jesus to Friday. It's yeah. a great way to end the week. Uh, and make those week, connections. The, make next those week, I will Testament tell you, in Psalm 45, we're going to see it a lot more than just on Friday, I Whoa, think. But, good. Those but, are
0: some of my favorite conversations.
1: But it's, I don't, I'm not trying to manufacture this. It's mm-hmm. not, oh, it's Friday, so let's see if we can figure out some way to find Jesus in this psalm. Jesus is in these psalms. Absolutely. And, and what I see in this psalm, so I'm going to throw this out again. You tell me if you're, if you're with me on this or not. I think it's more than just here's this hesed. I think part of the whole struggle we've had with this psalm, why would this psalm get written? We can't, we're not certain of a historical event Right, we're, we're not certain. We we can come up with a few things that maybe, but we always at the end of it, like, wow, oh, yeah, but it doesn't quite fit. What's being described in the psalm. And it just makes me wonder, is it because in reality, we are, by the time this psalm is done, supposed to recognize that it it didn't fit exactly anything that had happened yet, mm-hmm. but was actually supposed to be preparing us mm-hmm. for something that had not happened mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. And I and I honestly see this in two ways. Okay. First of all, there is going to come the king who can truly legitimately say everything that's in this psalm about being absolutely faithful. Mm-hmm. And yet the nations are going to be coming against him. Yeah. They're going to be slaughtering him. Mm-hmm. In fact, he is going to be like a sheep led to the slaughter. That's right. And that's Jesus. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Isaiah 53, when it promises and prophesies this coming servant, it talks about he is going to be like a lamb led to the slaughter. Yeah. And that's what we find here in this psalm. Here is this one, and and Jesus comes in as the representative for the nation. Mm -hmm. We sit back and we say, look, there's just really, there's no time when the nation itself could have said this. I mean, we're struggling to find that. But we do see that kind of flip-flop back and forth between the nation crying out and the individual stepping in. And what we have is the individual, the king, who is the representative for the nation, who can make all these claims, and he's actually going through this suffering in order to be the sacrifice for the nation who never really could make these claims.
0: I am trying to remember, because it's off the top of my head, but even as you're saying this, I'm thinking about a passage in the Gospel of John where the Pharisees are gathered together, and I believe it, was it the high priest or was it Gamaliel? One of them makes the statement that one should die for the nation, should die for the nation,
1: and he in didn't place ex- of the nation, and 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 yeah, and the Holy Spirit says there. He he didn't even really understand what he was saying at that time. He didn't understand exactly what it meant, but what a powerful prophecy it was yeah. of exactly what Jesus does and what He is. And so we have Jesus actually going through what this Psalm mm-hmm. has what it says. But the the second idea that I see in here is just simply that idea of him being the lamb that goes to the slaughter, of him stepping up and being in the shoes of these people and, and bringing upon himself all that they endured so that they didn't actually have to ultimately endure it, so that we don't have to ultimately endure it.
0: Amen. So my fact checker was just helping me there. I said Gamaliel. It was Caiaphas. 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 Sorry about that. I missed that you said
1: Gamaliel there.
0: I I was just talking, and I threw out a name, and it was the wrong one. That's okay. We've got it figured out. Now, it was the high priest. Mm -hmm. It was the high priest. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so Sorry one of the that. things that that demonstrates <clears throat> for us, though, by the way, yeah, I know as we're studying the Bible and as we're taking a look even at these Psalms, that one of the first things we do need to ask a lot of times is, what is the author's intent? Yeah. And I think that helps us understand. But sometimes we understand that God's intent is not the same as the author's. Sure, And so it may be that this psalm we, we've, we've, we've wrestled with, how could anybody have ever written this at any point in Israel's history? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, the fact is, it may be that the author's intent was exactly what you brought up earlier. Here's this person who has been innocent, you know, maybe like a Daniel. Yeah. Like a Daniel and a Hananiah and a Mishael and an Azariah who have been faithful, but they're surrounded by all these others and they just still don't get it. Why is it this Why is this happening? Yeah, they're scattered maybe, to the nations. Maybe that's their intent. Maybe the intent of the original author was he just didn't know how bad they were. Maybe he was just self-deceived. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Why does God allow this in? Because it's actually pointing to something bigger and greater than anything even the author could have recognized. And... Uh, you know, maybe I should say this is a third connection that we have, um, or or a reason for bringing Jesus in, or maybe maybe this was the second one I thought of earlier, and then I thought of a third one then, because one of the things I think we're seeing is that one of the pushbacks that that Jews were going to have against Jesus is why would anything like this ever happen to someone who is faithful? If Jesus really is as good as you say he was, why would anything ever like this happen to God's people or God's representative? And here's Psalm 44. Here's where we see it happening. It paves the way. It lets us know that just because Jesus is going through all this awfulness doesn't mean He's he's opposed to God.
0: Yeah. It could mean that he is the appropriate sacrifice for God. And again, that concept of sacrifice does come through this psalm. And I, I appreciate you pointing it out and the Apostle Paul using it in Romans 8, as we pointed out in a previous conversation, that when one is holy and spotless, well, then that makes one acceptable for sacrifice and to be that sheep led to the slaughter.
1: Mm. And Jesus is that sacrifice. He is the sheep led to the slaughter so that we don't actually have to be. He is the good shepherd yeah, that carries us through the dark valley of the shadow of death, which also came up in here talking about the shadow of death. Shadow of death and right. it's because of his death that we're able to make it through that dark valley. What an amazing thing. I think Psalm 44 is fantastic. I will tell you, Psalm 45 is actually going to be very different Okay, from what we've been reading the last couple of weeks. So let's just prepare for that. It's, it's going to come <laughs> off very different. It's, we've, we've been almost like going down a water slide of just how awful things have been. Next week's going to be a bright spot. So I'm looking forward to it's that. It's
0: going to be great. We'll, we'll, there'll be a new voice on the program, Jesse Martin. At least a couple days. Yeah. Excited about that. So lots of reasons to join us next week for Text Talk. We're glad that you joined us this week. If you're in the Tampa area, we hope that you'll come out and worship with us on Sunday. All the information you need for that is found at our website, christiansmeethere.org, christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for this week. The time that we've had to read and meditate upon this 44th Psalm. It's been unlike others that we have read. And so, Father, it stretched our minds and our hearts to to look at these things, and that has been good. Certainly, Father, we see how the Lord Jesus Christ was holy and perfect in your sight and in every way that he might lay down his life for us who have failed and fall short many times. Thank you for your grace, and thank you for that new covenant Father, where we have the forgiveness of our sins purchased by the shedding of his blood, we glory in Christ. We lift up your, your name always, holy, holy,
1: holy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. steady, pass the word along.